Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is A New World Order, and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia, here with my colleagues from across the internet, one of which is just crazy, crazy about dogs and their problems, and the other one who just 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 couldn't couldn't even couldn't even care less about about dogs and things. Unless they're my dogs. I love my dogs. <laughs> I was wondering who would claim what there because I, I had... No, I, I, you both really like dogs, so... Well, dogs are my national animals, so I'm going to slide into the loving them. Yeah, but you also <laughs> killed them, so... Sorry? You killed a lot of dogs. No, 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 no. I enhanced them into mutant dogs. That's Four. completely different. Four I actually them. love dogs so much I made more kinds of dogs. The rest so. of them are all gone. <laughs> are they? Well, he helped oh. them. He helped them. That, that is something that yeah. we entirely I, lost. I, like in Buddhism. Uh, <laughs> um, hello, I'm Sebastian of the United States of World America. Um, we don't we don't kill our dogs. We just give them more than one head per dog. You have never lied more in an opening than you did right then. <laughs> what do you mean? We have we our dogs have three heads. They've all got more heads per dog. Yes, but you also killed the majority of your dogs or gave them away. Nope, they combined them into one super dog. <laughs> into one big Cerberus dog. It's just the one dog. That's the national animal. <laughs> it's like from a Kira or something. It's just a globbing mass of flesh with multiple dog heads. And I'm Andrew Schossler, the most supreme magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, you have a lot of catching up to do. We Whoa. each run a uh, nation on the nation simulator, nationstates.net, and we bring a issue that is plaguing our nation each week to discuss slash argue with our fellow world leaders about how to best address it. This is our third season, and we have not yet discussed how we are going to figure out who is running whose nation, or if we are in the run-up to the end of the season, just going to stick with our own nations for a while. Maybe, or we could just play pick a number. I'm thinking of a number. Mm. If you guys get it, you can get your own nations. If you don't, I get to run yours. Uh, what are these numbers between, out of reference? Oh, the real number scale. Oh. And, the, and the imaginary scale. Somewhere in between there. Is it six? Damn it, it was six. Got it. I guess we each run our own nations. <laughs> are you okay with that? Because we are, we are ten episodes away from the end of the season and the end of the series. 
So well, we were rolling dice, and and I can I can say on my behalf, I trust you to report accurately. Okay. A, a dice roll, Zane. I do actually have dice right here as well. I also have dice right here. here. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm comfortable with running our own because it is the last ten episodes or whatever it is. So I mean, like, well, all right, all right. That if, feels if, like a nice way to go out, but it's up to you guys. If there's consensus, then then I'll then I'll join in. I mean that that really puts me at a disadvantage because I do not have any vetoes to throw mm. back at you all. <laughs> um, but you did decide to spend all your vetoes, didn't you? That was your choice. I did, and I don't I don't regret it. I I don't regret it at all. Um, I feel like I I I've I've I got the most out of it that I possibly could have, um, being the only. Uh, <laughs> The only internet failing country. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. So let's get into our issues. I have an issue. Shotgun. Damn it, I called shotgun. Too late. So wait, wait, does that mean that we found a vaccine for the alien mind switching phenomenon? Andrew, the vaccine is at least eight to 12 months away. Okay? <laughs> I think it's just moved on to other people and we've just, we've just formed an immunity. We're now resistant. On that, I should say. There's a lot of coughing and sneezing, but now it's all right. Yes, yeah. So another court-based problem for Zane Australia. It is called Silence in the Court. A suspected gangster, Ayla McBoatface, was recently called by prosecution as a key witness in a high-profile murder case. However, once once on the witness stand, she refused to say a word, worried that her testimony might incriminate herself with regards to other unrelated crimes. Yeah. This is kind of similar to the Patreon episode you just did. Kind of, except she's decided to show up. And now that's good. And now we have to decide whether or not she has to incriminate herself in order to function as a witness. Hmm. The US famously it's Fifth Amendment mm-hmm. says that you you are not you cannot be compelled to incriminate yourself. Yes, absolutely. Option number one. You can only incriminate yourself if you've done something wrong, gruffly remarks prosecutor Jason Obese Man McCabe, dragging his pet bulldog behind him. If a witness is called to testify, they are obliged to do so, and to tell the whole truth, no matter where that truth takes them. Failure to do so is contempt of court and should in itself be subject to prosecution. So if you're there, you have to tell the truth no matter what you are asked or face further charges. Okay. Mm. But st- remaining silent is not not telling the truth. Well, no, so you're compelled to tell the truth and the whole truth. So oh, you, wait, you, you, you must answer. Yeah, so you, you, can't, you can't pick and choose which questions you answer and which questions you answer uh, truthfully. Option number two. That seems, that seems a, strange, a strange way to go about prosecuting a, a case. Because, I mean, again, worst case, going right to the extreme... You could call in political enemies and compel them to answer questions that have been fabricated to embarrass them. Yes, absolutely. Like it's, uh, it is like. Now tell me, did you steal the cookies when you were five years old? I will remind you that your mother is present and she has informed yeah. us that you did tell her that she did not steal the cookies. Um, yes, and I think that that's the problem. Is like. Maybe you have done something, or maybe you were in possession of national secrets of, uh, yeah, well. and, and things like that. Um, option number two. It would be a serious injustice if the law allowed someone who, may I remind you, is not even on trial to cut her throat with her own tongue. 
rebuts mm-hmm. defense lawyer Rhesus L. Woods. Her pet chihuahua driving back McCabe's canine with a flurry of yipping barks. The privilege against self-incrimination should be one of the most fundamental rights under the Australian justice system and must not be abrogated under any circumstances. So basically, yeah, you can say uh, this will incriminate me, so I'm not going to answer. Or this may incriminate me. May or may not incriminate me. I shall not answer. (laughs) I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, I mean, that's... I, I don't think you should even have to justify it. Just if you're, if you're asked, asked a question in a, in a legal capacity by some official, um, you you can just remain silent and that's it. You don't have to justify that you're not answering. Mm. I mean, that does it does things make things difficult if you don't give justification for why you're not answering. If you have been called uh, to uh, basically as the defense and the prosecution you just don't answer the prosecution at all the the, removes cross-examination from the system you'd only be called if you were a co-conspirator or if you volunteered as a witness before the trial began yes so either way you're you're either on board with with answering questions or or not but before the trial begins but even even in the current system unless you are going to incriminate yourself and you say i may incriminate myself by answering this, you are expected to answer the questions that are asked of you of either the prosecution or the defence. Yes, but you don't get any absolution uh, for for stating that. So that if you even even if you do incriminate yourself, or they want to pursue that um, uh, after the after the trial, then in, in a I new mean, case, you can be held in they, contempt. They're welcome to. You would just avoid saying anything that incriminated you in the first place. Yeah. Option number three. Who let these dogs out? Gravely asked Justice Bahamen, uh, motioning for the court bailiffs to remove the offending animals. Look, in my learned opinion, self-incriminating evidence should be inadmissible as evidence in future cases. We listen to what they say, but promise to forget whatever they've told us as soon as the case is over. Now that's dangerous as well. (laughs) I mean, well, that's giving a whole different level of power to your judges. Um especially people who work with um, prosecution attorneys That's on right. a daily basis uh, and probably have come from the from the prosecution attorney pool to begin with. Uh, I think, honestly, in uh, Zane Australia is looking towards maintaining this right. Um, that yeah, you, absolutely, yeah. and, and it's the right thing to do because you can't you can't compel anybody to incriminate themselves other than threatening their their life i mean um, and once and that's and, the thing and, and, and once you're doing that any testimony they give could be considered having been given under under duress the whole the whole the whole reason that i feel that this exists in the first place is to increase the credence that you can give to the things that they are saying anyway because if they don't have to say anything if they feel they're going to incriminate themselves they are more likely to tell the truth unreservedly. Well, you have to you have to explore why people uh, avoid telling the truth in the first place. Because and they're because terrible. They can, well, self-interest. Well, because they think they can get away with something or because they want to protect some yeah. information. It because may not even be related to the case. Self-interest. Seb America, which one would you choose? Yeah. It's honestly, I mean, it's a particularly tough one. Like, you obviously don't want them to hold back on what they actually know. Um but also you don't want somebody admitting to murder in court and then pretending they didn't. Um, 
honestly, I don't know. I, I like the old, you know, have a bit of a chat with them outside of the courtroom and and work oh, so, out. So what there. you want? Well, so you want option number three? You you want like judges? Like let's take a moment in my chambers now. Listen here. Did you kill those twelve hundred people? You can tell me. I'll forget about it as soon as we leave this room. But no, did it's, you? It's, 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 it's not about that. It's about all the stuff that happens in the periphery. Like yeah. you, you are found out to have been a witness to some terrible crime. And then when you're called upon to testify in the court, the prosecutor says, thank you very much for letting us know that this was the guy that you identified the killer. Now, um, there was a curfew. What were you doing outside of your house? And that spins off into a new case, and you get and you get punished for essentially doing the right thing. Yes. So you would just yeah. avoid coming forward as a witness altogether because uh, because you you were where you weren't supposed to be anyway. Yeah, it's tough. Assuming that the crime, if they're involved in a criminal case, like the basic assumption I would always make is whatever crime they've committed was most likely lesser than the crime that they've. You know, serving as a witness under to the point that I can't imagine oh. if I can't imagine if it was a rob like somebody you know got a handbag snatched that if I was out there murdering someone that same night I would have come forth as a witness to start with. Okay, but so, it would so, be a petty prosecutor who went after that's what you know, I mean, somebody yeah. violating a curfew in order to get a witness for a yeah. Okay, uh, but what what if say you've got yeah. someone up there for treason? So someone who's committed treason, and then you get uh, this underworld figure who has very solid information on how and why and who was involved. But if once you get them on the, on the stand, if they're compelled to tell the truth about everything, then chances are that they are, well, if they if they live in say America, they're going to die. They're going to get the death penalty. But um, there's, there's already a mechanism for dealing with that now. And that's to grant immunity mm -hmm. for information about, a, about a case. Oh, so yeah, you, 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 you can no longer self-incriminate. Why? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with option number two. I'm going to maintain the Excellent. right. Um, I think that it is not rid a ridiculous idea to keep that maintained. Court cases mostly involve lawyers shouting questions at witnesses, giving silent shrugs. Civil rights activists. Now we're getting somewhere. Tourism industry discounts benefit locals. Avant-garde gallery popular yet confusing. School bans chess as too passive. <laughs> Crime is up 0.04%. Ideological radicality up 0.04%. Civil rights up 0.02%. Intelligence up 0.01%. Uh, so as you can We're see... Batting the big balls in Zane Australia this big week. Big changes in Zane Australia. Um, uh, the biggest down is 0.8% in social conservatism. Um, authoritarianism down the same amount. Tourism... Uh, down 0.2 and pacifism down 0.01 so yeah no big changes but civil rights Ooh. up and authoritarianism down I'm happy with that terrific do you want to go next Andrew or do you want me right to uh, go ahead Tim my issue is called desert island risks sounds like a <laughs> fancy fun issue an anonymous whistleblower has released thousands of documents detailing how law firms in the tiny tropical island nation of man this Manama <laughs> helped politicians and business people from the world from world America hide millions of big dollars in undeclared income. The scandal, oh, yeah, absolutely. The scandal dubbed the Manama memos uh, by the media has rocked world America as it involves several famous figures, including world leaders and public officials linked to your government. 
Right, so it's the you Panama were... Papers. No, it's the Manama Memos. They're completely <laughs> different, Zane. <laughs> um, option one. This is clearly a law enforcement issue, muses Whoopi Assange, head of the Financial Crime Division. This is a reflection of the state of neglect my division finds itself in. We need more manpower, sorry, person power, state-of-the-art technology, new vehicles, maybe some snappy new uniforms, and of course, new legislation that gives us broader powers to investigate financial crimes, including the subpoenaing and wiretapping of suspects. Give us the resources we need and I'll have those fat cats paying their taxes in no time. So what we're talking about here is, what was the name of that act that passed after 9-11, but in a financial way? What? Uh, um, Glass-Steagall. Yeah. <laughs> so that. Um, Interesting. Well, I mean, famously, Glass-Steagall solved all of America's taxation problems. Yep, solved yep. them. No problems. No, no, no problems left. <laughs> America's been perfect you know ever why? since. Do you know why tax evasion happens? Because taxes because exist. Because it's less expensive to ship it offshore than to pay your taxes. If you make taxes low enough, just under the, the, the threshold for what it would cost to have people hide your, your income in the books and take it offshore and assume all that risk, people will pay their taxes because that's the cheaper thing to do. Okay. Tax evasion happens because taxes are too high. I have a counterpoint. People are greedy. <laughs> And they no, not, don't pay their not, taxes because they're greedy. It's not greedy. It's not greedy to want to keep everything you've earned. What's greedy about that? I've gone it's, out and earned it. I haven't stolen it. I've earned it, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I want to keep all of it. I, I I I watered this apple tree every single day and tended to it, pruned it in the winter or whenever you're supposed to prune apple trees, and I've collected all the fruits myself. Now you're telling me that I have to. Yeah, know, give me my fucking four apples, Andrew. <laughs> a third of them confiscated, or whatever it happens to be. No, Two thirds. They're my apples. I'm. I will sell them to you if you like. I'm not just going to give them to you. Option if it's a question two. of distribution, <laughs> there are ways around that. Wait, what was option number? Uh, option number one was broad, m massive broadening of powers. It was the. What was the the Patriot Act? No, what was the one that the US did after 9/11, where they pretty much were like, we can wiretap anyone now. What was that act called? I think that was Patriot Act. Yeah. yeah, it's that, but specifically for financial reasons, yes. not for yeah. terrorist reasons. That's, a, but it's the same. I mean, you can use it for any number of reasons. Target. Like one one agency can talk to another if they if they have reason to. Yep. Option two. Oh my violet! What is this communist madness? Screams Alistair Sid, a blue-haired and googly-eyed senior partner at one of the implicated law firms. Sorry, not my implicated law one of the implicated law firms. Right. <laughs> mm. My clients are furious. What kind of country is this where you can't even have assets abroad without the press snooping on them? He pauses to tear up a packet of chocolate chips, devouring them all voraciously before continuing his tirade. We want you to make this go away, leader. Journalists should have no right to publish private financial data of politicians and corporations. It's Ooh. a breach of privacy and public trust. Prosecute all the journalists and so-called whistleblowers responsible for this. Oh, Violet, it looks like I picked the wrong week to quit dropping Spunk Myers? Nom, nom, <laughs> nom, 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 nom. I don't know. This, I'm not doing this option because I'm not restricting the press. You can fuck right off with that. Um, if you want the press to stop reporting on you, stop doing reportable things is my advice. Well, sometimes just being a celebrity is enough to be, be you know, attracted uh, uh, by, by people who want to know stuff about you and, and it yes. can be an invasion of privacy i, I get that but i do if you want to keep your life private then 
you've got probably to probably don't enter an acting career. Like, <laughs> or spend more money on hiding it better. Well, that could go. also be good. <laughs> Option three. So there are, there's one more after this one. The problem is capitalism. Argues <laughs> social activist and oldest politician in world America, Colonel Ernie Flanders. I like him. Here we go. We wouldn't have this mess if tax havens weren't allowed in the first place. It is outrageous. Multinational corporations and the top 1% can suck the wealth from our country dry and then take it offshore to some so-called financial paradise to avoid paying taxes. We need capital controls to prevent economic collapse so we don't end up in an economic mess like Bigtopia. Yeah. We need to wage a war against this corrupt system. Outlaw this practice at once. He is currently winning of the three options I've received. Well, to be, to be fair... He has said a lot of strange things in there, but what he's proposed is amending the tax laws so that shipping, uh, basically, basically sending funds offshore to tax havens is illegal. Yep. So if well, you could do, you question, can prosecute it. If it's not illegal right now, what's the problem with all these people are doing if they're not technically breaking the law? Why is this a story? What they do, so income is, is taxable in australia and most other western western countries so if you have an international uh company or a foreign company more importantly and you're you have some sort of subsidiary agreement with them if you have to pay them some trumped up franchise fee that essentially you know matches your your income here you're not liable for any taxes here because you didn't technically make an income everything you made had to be paid in these franchise fees it was all a, a business cost and it it ends up you know, the tax ends up having to be paid somewhere wherever these companies are headquartered. And typically they're headquartered in countries that have very low or zero uh, um, tax rates. Okay. For, uh, for or tax rates for their industry or things like that. Um, yeah. it's, it's the and reason that Rupert Murdoch that they, is they, paid by I mean, the ATO every, still have every to, year in Australia. They still have to meet all their costs here. They still have- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. They have to pay for their employees. They have to yeah. pay whatever land taxes and things are associated with that. It's just income on their, on their tax. So they, they, they still have are to pay Are we talking, GST. sorry, personal income or the businesses? Business income. You can only tax income. You can't tax revenue because yeah. if a business loses money, then you, yep. you, you can't tax money that they, that they don't have. So income is taxed, and what they do is they make sure their income uh, equals their ex- expenditure. Okay, but it's by, all by... technically legal is the end, right? Because they're allowed and to that's, And that is, the, that is the real loophole, that it is, it, it is legal. If you, want to, if you really wanted to do something about it, you would say, okay, there's no such thing as foreign companies in Australia. Every single company here has to be registered here and is a company here, and for tax purposes... We will evaluate your expenditure not on some franchise fee, just on whatever the I will say whatever the cost of business is doing here. If we're making the exact, if we if we Panama if we're talking about the yeah. Panama Papers, the Panama Papers did illuminate some illegal activity, um, but it it was but it wasn't uh, uh, most of it was not purely illegal activity. It was like 
morally questionable and why are you hiding it if it's not a problem activity such yeah such as like uh at the time the australian prime minister had been setting up a tax haven for himself and is just because the business he was involved in flopped he did not commit a crime but if he had followed through with it it would have been a crime but the whole point is that they they you know they construct these complicated instruments in order to uh, funnel money around the world to wherever it's least taxable because the tax code allows for it. It's not a simple tax code. Yeah. It has deductions and allowances all over the place and it's just a matter of and having so, the right lawyer to navigate all that. Yeah, so option number three is basically closing the loopholes in the tax code. Okay. Let Well, that that's fine with me so far. I, I raise my taxes up really high because I want people to pay them. So... <laughs> Um, Let me read option four, though, because maybe it's a revelation. Um, The problem is government and leaders' incompetence, counters noted billionaire Edward Rump, uh, who was coincidentally listed in the Manama memos. People come to me all the time and tell me that they take their money abroad because they are tired of dealing with the draconian tax code and endless bureaucracy in the country. In order for world America to be great again... I'm not reading this stupid enough. Give me a minute. Um... No, in order for world America to be great again, we need to prosper and be wealthy. In order to be wealthy, by the way, I love the wealthy. We need to simply simplify the tax code and lower taxes. Freedom will ring yes. and it will be amazing. Yep, so absolutely. amazing. Yeah. Problem is, Andrew, he sounds like a bit of a dick. Um... <laughs> have you, seriously, have you ever listened to, a, to a, a speech of Trump's in its entirety? Or have you only ever heard the sound bites? I've because he is, he is a segment. magnificent man to listen to. Oh my god! In, in his entire speeches, he's very rousing. I think, I think the the thing here is um, with this argument is if it is more appealing for you to live in a place with different tax laws, go live in a place with different tax laws. This is yep. the society. This is the country that we that everyone that isn't you is currently existing in. If you do not want to partake in this society in this system, go go live and and prosper in the area where you can. The the tax system and the government is a reflection of the group of people that is governing. And like ideally, in an ideal situation, the government is reflecting and enacting the will of the collective of people that elected yep. them. If that isn't the case, then you have bigger problems than tax evasion my i'm gonna i'll get my perspective before i tell you what i'm ruling with i mean you probably understand from my perspective anyway but i do understand that my tax rates are shockingly high, high. <laughs> not as high as yours zane but but, but we know shades of gray here they're both very high well i'm a communist country so it's yes yeah. <laughs> um but my taxes are so high not because i've just been artificially turning up a crank raising them but because of all the things i provide my nation provides for its people which you know obviously increases the amount of tax required to be collected now that's the proposition that i've given to my people you live here the government will support you with x y and z it's less helpful to that end when all the citizens have partially by, by living here and choosing to live here agreed that yes i will lose you know 35 40 percent of my my wages but everything else will be provided for me it's not great that then the big companies that are obviously meant to be doing paying a lot more taxes by not entering that have kind of, I would say by effect, led to a why? rise in individual tax on the actual why citizens. Should, why should a company pay more taxes than... I mean, no, no, companies so they should pay are, some tax, Andrew. I'm not saying more, companies, I just the, the normal amount. 
which is some companies in are case. individuals. Everybody in a, in a company is either is either an owner or or a, a customer. Yeah, that's fine. And right. I, I, I don't disagree, but I just think if I'm paying 30% of my wages or whatever it is, and I get these wonderful healthcare benefits, then McDonald's should also be doing that. that that's all I'm saying. You can, you can get around it and simplify the, whole, simplify the whole tax code by not distinguishing between individuals and corporations and just saying, if you as an individual have any income at all, that will be taxed. If you want to leave money in the business, that's absolutely fine. And it won't be taxed there, and you can do business things, and you can do wonderful things for your for your customers by investing in R and D and everything, and you won't be taxed on any of that. But you'll be taxed at the other end when you start drawing an income from it or taking a dividend or something. Is there Which I can do in two option, ways, mind you? Is there an by... option here that reflects that, Andrew? Sorry. Is there an option here that reflects that? Number three, simplify the tax code and, yep. and lower taxes. No, sorry. Absolutely. Number th- number three and number four actually. To an end, do a complicated... Or, or, or sorry, or, or which, whichever one was, was the last one. Yeah, yeah. Simplify the tax code, lower taxes. Yes, and that, that option, what you've described, that option does reflect that. But to the same extent, number three also reflects that by... it doesn't. It's simplifying the tax code in a sense that it is making these things mandatory for the businesses to pay. So they can still, like you're saying, withhold those levels of income, keep them built into the company, and then you know explore other options without being taxed on that. That option still will be there for them. But it just means that if they decide to not do that option and then still ship it offshore, then that becomes illegal. So they still have the same choice on the table to to reinvest within themselves. It's just it's reinvested within yourselves or nothing. So I can I can get the same ends, I believe. Through well, you can I mean by by simplifying the tax code, you can say okay, if you're uh, taking money out of Australia, that's essentially you know the same as as paying some individual out there, and it's going to be taxed accordingly. Mm. Whereas if you keep it in Australia, keep it in your business, you're not going to be taxed a thing on it. Yeah. Not until you draw a dividend. Yeah. It's tough. Do I try with fake Bernie Sanders or fake Trump? I've already. If you want people, <laughs> if you want, if you want people to pay their taxes, keep them low. That's how you get people to pay taxes. Or that's support them. the most unworld American thing I've ever heard. Am I being vetoed before I hit? Before I actually hit adopt? Mm. I need to know. No, you're not being vetoed. I'm offering you the right advice, but you're not taking. Last it. time you offered my financial it. advice, which was about sixty episodes ago, um, it was terrible for me. <laughs> I've never forgotten. Um, yes, Sedmerica is doing so poorly these days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've done option three, the Bernie Sanders thing of making it illegal for them to go abroad, um, specifically with their yeah, anyway, not yeah. not going abroad in general, but going abroad in this case. Uh, foreign investment has dropped to a trickle after laws are passed preventing investors from taking their earnings abroad. So we'll start with the ups. Um, they're not huge. 6%, I've got safety and income equality. Taxation up 3%. Oof, those are some good numbers. Average <laughs> income of the poor and authoritarianism and tourism up 2%. And then it goes into the percentages. Now, this is interesting because you're going to think this is bad at first, but let me spin it. The insurance industry has gone down 53%, but the black market also went down 27%. So I think I weeded out a lot of dodging. Oh, well, hooray. <laughs> Corruption also down 22%, gambling down seven, ideological radicality down six, wealth gaps down five, average income of the rich, freedom from taxation, all down three. How much you know why did you insurance down? took a 53% hit? Because your economy took a 53% hit. There's, There's no that much less business up. going on now. 
I don't see that in the charts, Andrew. Although, actually, my economy went down 0.9%. Okay, so my economy went down less than a percent. Nobody will even notice. Oh, it's fine then. Oh, but comparatively to Australia mid-pandemic, it is fine. It's fine. <laughs> if I can beat a real nation, I'm happy. <laughs> All right. So was that downtrends as well that you'd come? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. So the right. things that went down were like gambling, insurance, and corruption. Oh, I, I, I see, I see. Yeah. So right. pretty much, my apart from the two industries, sorry, um, black market and the um, insurance place going down. Effectively, what I did was level out the income of the the, the poor to the income of the the rich. They just kind of what? both went down a little bit. Yeah, income equality is evil. Yes, uh, it's a it's, yep. <laughs> you, you know I mean? It is evil. Absolutely. <laughs> How will I know who to rob if, everyone, <laughs> if everyone's evenly rich and poor? I don't know who I should rob, Zane. <laughs> All right, we're going with uh, the law and taxes. So I've got a legal issue as well. A legal battle has recently come to your attention over a failed repayment of an overdue private debt and the validity of the underlying legal contract. The debtor owes 10,000 amples, and under the bond agreement signed, the lender is calling to take a pound of flesh in lieu of payment. I deserve to obtain a pound of flesh from that bankrupt fellow over there, as we both willingly signed this bond in the presence of a lawyer, explains the lender, Mr. Boldkey, matter-of-factly. The function of the law is to uphold justice, is it not? Exceptions to contracts will weaken confidence in the legal and financial system. Should I not be allowed to take what I am owed and acquire it from, say, his neck? Ooh. The Shylock defense. They, they do mean a literal, they want some of this person's body meat it's not a metaphor it's not some legalese term that i'm unaware of they actually want to take part of this person's this body is, this is the merchant of venice yep zane strally had this up. issue very early on yeah. yeah yeah and there's a very good response to it mm. <laughs> so <laughs> so what do you think of that first option just to let him do it okay i'm all about people making their own choices a contract and... is a contract but just because I, I sign a contract doesn't mean that another person is exempt from following the laws of the nation. I can sign a contract that says, if I don't pay you $2, you can murder me. But you murder me, you're going to be trialed for murder. Okay. I don't think that th if they injure this person or you know attack them, whatever, if they take this pound of flesh, I mean, while there might be a debate that the person that was attacked can't press charges, the state will be pressing charges, that's for sure. Yeah, okay. I mean, th this is the difference okay. between civil and criminal. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. So, a contract is not always a contract, you're saying? To an extent, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, well no, like I said, I would, if, if I, potentially, if a judge, if this came to a court and because the person that was, a, you know, had their neck removed was seeking action, I think there would be grounds for the judge to dismiss because they had agreed to it. But I still think that the other person's committed a crime and they can be punished, you know, through, through a different system. In, indeed. I mean, what, what, what you just said is essentially an option later on oh, that I intend to exercise completely. Yep. If you make a deal and it's a shitty deal for you and it ends up that way, you're going to have to execute it. But also, if you're you know, killing someone, uh, then you're going to be tried for that. You'll yep. get your pound of flesh and then you'll be arrested. Number two, please spare me. I have family to look after. Wales the debtor from behind bars. He is promptly silenced by his lawyer, Mr. Balthazar, who is in a suspiciously high-pitched... <laughs> In a suspiciously high-pitched voice, elaborates, What my client is trying to communicate is that the purpose of the law is to protect the rights of the smallest minority that has ever existed, which is the individual. A judge or a government should be able to annul any contract that has an immoral basis. 
the quality of mercy should be applied now and serve as a benchmark for future cases. Interesting point. This is the same argument that gets brought into why miners can't enter contracts. Um, and it's, yeah. yeah. And that does have application that I think is completely fair. Um, I'm just, I'm not saying that this is the option I'm going with because I've already expressed my opinions. But if you went with this option, I wouldn't be fighting you on it because I don't no, it, it, Yeah. It, it, it has merits as well. But if you do, um, if you do respect the principle that individuals, make the best decisions for themselves if somebody volunteers a really bad contract a really bad deal but they volunteer it um then it's then it's incumbent on them to either learn a lesson from it or uh, or pay up and you know spill over into the next bad deal that they're going to make it would there um, be recourse in the example of like i said they, they couldn't sue the person but the you know the cops could still come after them for the murder or whatever um right. or the name they're maybe to the same extent, if they reneged like they're trying to do here and they said, nope, I forbid you from taking my spine or whatever the hell, is there going to be actual legitimate recourse uh, realistically? Like, I think, I mean, I can imagine that would also be thrown out, I mean, in a real sense. Like, I know we're arguing hypotheticals here, but I can't imagine yeah. the judge saying, no, you are given permission to go break the law, which you will then also be charged for. But that feels like... Well, that's, yeah. that's what's, that's what's uh, what the issue is about, is if you have a contract for it does it remain against the law like if you mm. if you contract that um okay if i don't repay you this you can take my leg for example and somebody does that not only can you not sue them for any medical uh, uh, costs associated with that um uh, but also they they cannot be tried for mutilation yeah um or, or should they be tried for, for for mutilation? That's what that's what we're saying. If you give the power of of, of the courts to annul contracts, it means that uh, you're you're not not sacrificing the individual, but uh, what's the word? Um, you're you're not respecting an individual's rights to make bad decisions for themselves, yeah. which you should because that's how that's how we learn how to how to do good things. Okay. So I don't think that's the right answer either. Yeah. Number three. Give Mold Key that which is justly his, which is a pound of flesh, nothing more, nothing less, says Mr. Molecare, a bored-looking lawyer. But due to him not being a licensed agent of the law, he must then be charged with murder, or at least assault, depending on the extent of the injury inflicted. The letter of the law is served, and freedom as well. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Also, he now has a choice. Does he want to fulfill you know, his contractual you know, obligation to take that, or not, and not go to jail? Like, he he's fully aware of the circumstances and if he wants to go ahead and commit a crime people can commit crimes not allowed to but they can do it <laughs> and he has the same right in that sense the right for lack of a better term to go ahead and they do can. that but he should know he's not exempt yeah. from the law because of and 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 he's not exempt from learning a lesson as well because mm. in a in a in a deal where you take a pound of flesh if somebody defaults on their debt that's a bad deal to get into because how on earth are you going to claim that and yep. what value is it other than, you know, being a, be, being assigned to somebody else that you can essentially, you know, you can break their legs. I want to see the definitions take. here. Like, if he takes just shy of a pound of flesh, can he come back next week and take a finger to match it up? Like, what? I'm just curious. <laughs> like, I feel like that's such a vague thing to sign, considering you've got lots of it, lots of flesh in different places. What are you surrendering? That's Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I'm just curious but, how they define that. But he was, but he was a fool for getting into this deal in the first place, for making this 
uh, they, a, a Andrew, they're both idiots. He's an idiot for yeah. signing it, and he's yeah. an idiot for giving him a deal that would be regretful for him to follow through with. Well, I think if and unless Zane is uh, disagreeing, number three is certainly the one that we're both on, on board with. There yeah, is no, there's a fourth I, I one, totally and I'll agree. read it out. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, for the debtor's life, let justice itself stand accused, interjects Greta Yano, famed pedant and interfering busybody. There is a law mandating measurements made metric, correct? Thus, we must conclude a pound of flesh means nothing to the law, and then the contract is void. Let precedent be set without a metric of measure, this promise cannot bind. Now, that's just weaseling out of it and not really saying anything important. Mm. I think it's far better to reinforce that people are people are responsible for their own stupid decisions. Uh, and if you, yeah, if you lend somebody 10,000 florins, and they don't pay it back, and the contract said that you could take a pound of flesh, and you do, and <laughs> you go to jail. Don't be surprised. Yeah, because that's a silly deal to make. You know, surely you could, you know, do some sort of, some sort of servitude or something instead of a pound of flesh. That's a really well. What are you going to do with a pound of flesh? Illegal. Like what they should do is, and hear me out here, just charge a bit of interest. I'm not suggesting become a loan shark, but it's a little bit less messy than what they've opted for. Well, interest is no good. Which effectively, they are being a loan shark anyway. (laughs) But interest is no good if they're not paying back their loan at all. Yeah, maybe just take some collateral. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's exactly what happens. No, worth money and not human flesh. I mean, to be very clear, (laughs) the law is more interested in punishing crime than than preventing it. The Andrew Polly Central reports shoppers trampled in search for bargains. (laughs) Crime has never been worse. Say elderly, but they're always saying that. Latest economic data shows surge in manufacturing and economists bearish on Andropolian economy. Weaponization up 4%, crime up 2 charmlessness and wealth gaps up 1% each. As far as the downtrends are concerned, uh, taxation is down 1%, government size is down one5 compassion down 4%, safety down 55 niceness down 6 pacifism down 65 and law enforcement the big loser this week down 33 percent i mean we like because i mean we're, we're, we're of course we're enforcing law we're enforcing all laws yeah contracts and any violations that happen therein we'd like to think that when it does come to law enforcement that it is about you know deterring crime rather than punishing it but realistically it is it's both like the, the being deterred is through the, the you know the, the oncoming punishment yeah. um and then that, unfortunately, is the difference between an ideal world and a reality. Um, yeah. But I think we can all agree we'd rather people didn't commit crimes on the merits of what the crime is actually doing <laughs> and meaning to other people. But unfortunately, people will decide to speed one day, like just as something basic as traffic law, because they don't think they'll get caught, as opposed to, I won't do it That's here right. because there's always a camera and I will get caught. And that can often be the thought process. And I could you know, expand that into bigger cases. How much money can I make from this murder? Mm, worse stuff. Is it yep. worth the your potential ten years? Yep. That's that. Right. No, that's that's completely right. That's it. Yeah. It's done, and we're not going to check anything because we're running long. We did it. So find us on social media. Find us on Patreon, and then we'll see you same place next week. I've been Zane C. Webber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, dwelling forever towards the future. Um, I've been Sebastian of World America. Um, where? We're here, and that's okay. <laughs> I've been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andrew Polo, imploring you all, carte blanche, sounds clear. Cool.
Till next time, gentlemen. What happens when you put three of Brisbane's most talented musicians together to create a playlist? You get the new podcast, Shuffology. Join your three favorite Shuffologists on a journey through time, space, Shuffology, and playlist creation. Every Sunday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere where a podcast is available. Playlists are available on Spotify after the show. That's Not Gunner Productions podcast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.